Welcome to episode 47 of the Geek Art Games Podcast, the only podcast that sometimes breaks news before Kotaku can. I am your host with the most, Cody Tietrich, alongside my friend. She plays a javelin in Anthem this week, and she also plays Resident Evil 2 and some Future Grind, and she's going to talk about all of that this podcast. I think, right? Hopefully. You, you made a face, and I was like, oh gosh. Oh, my Sam Suvac is here to talk. Actually, I just I have to make a small correction here, uh, because at least just for today, uh, you can call me Mario, because I am a plumber extraordinaire, okay? Oh, do tell, do like tell. A, like I'm a Mario brother. Story. Yeah, so, okay. right. so I was telling Cody last night, uh, my toilet tank had a problem. It stopped uh, filling the tank, so the thingy was going bad. I'm like, okay, like I, I'm an adult. I can do this. So like I got the thing to replace it. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it Friday night in case something tragic happens. You don't want to have a plumbing emergency in the middle of the night. So I was like, I'll do it on Saturday. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I, I got this thing. I watched the video. I read through the instructions. I took everything apart and took it out, put it all together. Everything fit just right. I was like, this is great. Turn the water back on. That fucking thing Shit was leaking. Everywhere. No, no. Uh, but yeah, there was just a, a, a little drip that was happening under the tank. Uh. And I was like, God dang it. And also, I forgot to mention, like, my plumbing's really old. And, like, someone painted over the shut-off valve, like, in the bathroom. And so it was really hard to turn. And I'm like, I'm not going to mess with this. Because I don't want to, like, force it and then, like, break it and have, like, a worse mm-hmm. problem. So I had to go outside to turn it off at the curb. And so I ended up going in and out, turning that water off like five or six times, Cody, because like I could not get this stupid drip to stop. And like this is where I was starting to get extra pissy today Um, because I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I just I mean, I could call my dad, but I don't want to make him come and like bend over and try to figure this out. And I felt really stupid, but I'm like, I'm going to fucking call a plumber on Monday and say, hey, can you come fix this one little drip? Because, like, I can't stop it. And I was really angry. And then I was like, okay, why are you about to laugh? (laughs) Because everything you're saying is, like, such a good, that's what she said joke. Like, (laughs) don't make him come. He's going to bend over. Hey, I'm going to call you Monday. Oh, my God. I was talking about my dad. That is so inappropriate. That's why I was like biting my tongue. I was like, don't say it, Cody. It's so gross. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was like, I'm going to do this one more time. And I just took the whole thing apart again. And then I put it back together. And fucking miracle of miracles, Cody. It did not drip. So, and I've, I've left a little bowl under it just in case. But it has not dripped for the whole rest of the day. So I'm like, I don't know That's how. Good. I just finally managed to make it work. But yeah, I did. I'm a fantastic plumber, and I'm still pissed about it, but that that's all, so. All right. Well, I'm very glad that the drip is handled. No one's got to come, and we're good. <laughs> Stop. All right. This is Geek Hard Games. We're a video game podcast, if you didn't know. I'm Cody Tietrich. That's Sam Suvac. Mario. Sam Mario. Samantha we'll Mario. Podcast. Um, and so, yeah, we talk about video games every week. Thanks for coming. The Kotaku thing at the front of the show was because we technically tweeted about something like probably a minute before Kotaku did. 
I was like, in our Discord, I was like, Geek Art Games 1, Kotaku 0, suck it, nerds. So that was just a real deep dig for anybody in our Discord. Um, yeah, because because it was about right. it was about Anthem, and Cody is obsessed with yeah. Anthem, so he he gets the Anthem news drops like as soon as it happens. He just knows psychically exactly. when there's new Anthem news. So I just have all the Anthem people like set to notify me when they tweet. It's a little creepy. They probably think I'm stalking them. Um, you are. I mean, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do when you want information. Uh, all right, we got a little bit to talk about. Tonight, we're going to talk about some games. We got some news to catch up on from last week, and then we're going to talk about the VIP demo in Anthem. But, Sam, let's get started with some future grind. Oh my god, Cody. So, I only heard of, this game came out on Tuesday, January 22nd. I'd only heard about it a couple mm-hmm. of weeks beforehand, and I saw the trailer for it, and it looks like little, like, tron bikes on like a 2d platformer like jumping around doing tricks and stuff i was like this looks fantastic um so i bought it on switch when it came out and i've just been having a blast it's a 2d side scroller platformer um your your motorcycle vehicle has two wheels sometimes they're the same color sometimes they're different colors and you're platforming through these different little lines and you have to match your wheel color to the color of the platform. Otherwise, your motorcycle explodes, obviously, like you might expect. Um, yeah. So it's a really simple concept, just like doing your jumps and going across these platforms. Uh, but like, it takes some getting used to, okay? Because like, uh, you know, a normal motorcycle will go horizontal, but most of the time you're going to be vertical, because you only want one tire hitting the platform as you go. And so you're just constantly like flipping back and forth to get the correct color tire to uh, hit the right platform. And you can try to get your high scores by doing different types of tricks. Um, You can grind on top of the platform with one wheel. You can grind under it. If you can kind of get your jump just right, you can like have where your top wheel is on top and you're just kind of hanging on the platform as you go. And uh, it's one of those where you don't push anything to make the motorcycle go. It's like constantly going and you Mm -hmm. just have to control it as it goes. Um, So the real cool thing about this. So I'm just using, I'm using the pro controller. So the left joystick is how I uh, make my bike kind of uh, balance up and down or if I want it to do a flip and then you just use the A button to do your jump right so it's real simple controls Uh, I was like man I'm having a good time here but my thumb's getting real tired pushing A over and over again for the jump Cody turns out you can also use the trigger to do your jump fun fact you can use A B right trigger or left trigger to do your jump so you've got like so many options and also if you wanted to you could use your right joystick to control the bike so it's like because i went into the controls and it's like here's the right hand setup here's the left hand setup but like hey do what you want like mix and match you know whatever whatever feels good so it's really cool that they've got that um they do i'll just say this real quick they do have like a colorblind mode because like so much of it's about you have to match the colors yeah. and so if you can't distinguish easily it like has a thing where you can go pick which colors you want it to to use so you can still play it um they've also got an assist mode which this blew me away cuz like i was having a good time but i kind of got stuck on this one world and it was just 
not able to get past it, I was going to quit and just go back to some earlier ones and just like do something relaxing. But when I put the pause menu to go to quit, I saw the assist mode. I'm like, oh, what is this? So it's got two different options. You can uh, turn it so that uh, all platforms are safe. So no matter what you hit with what tire, you're safe. You're not going to you're not going to die. Or you can change the speed that you're traveling at. So on the level that I was having a tough time with, I was like, okay, I'm just going to put it down at 75% of the speed. And so like I did that and I still died a few times, but then like I got through that level. I was like, that's really cool. Um, You don't get a high score when you're using the assist mode, but there's, that really doesn't matter. There's no benefit to that. Uh, You just have to like clear the level. And then each level usually has two assignments that you do after that to unlock the next level. So like the way these assist modes are, like you're never going to hit a block and be like, oh, I can't get past this level, so that's the end. I can't play the rest of this game. Uh, so they make it where you can do that. And I was tweeting with one of the developers because it's Milkbag Games and it's just these two guys. And that's really cool. And they've been pretty active on Twitter. So I was saying all this good stuff about it because I just love this game. And I was like, I was talking about the assist mode and they're like, yeah, we, we saw what Celeste did with it. Okay, hold on. The toilet is running. Let me go see what's going on. I will yeah, be right I don't. Back. Uh, I heard something. That wasn't good. All right, I'll fill the air. Uh, so Sam left to go check on her toilet. So we're just gonna fill the air. Um, how am I? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, guys. Uh, it's been a you know it's been a nice week. Uh, you know, just dealing with work stuff. Uh, playing some video games. A lot of fun. Um, uh oh, Sam ran back. I don't like this. No, everything seems fine. Um, okay. It's, it's just, it just ran for a few seconds and then it stopped. And I didn't replace the flapper today because I was like, it's fine. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, I do remember previously sometimes the flapper would have little leaks. So like a little bit would come out and then like the f- thing will go down and then so it'll fill again randomly. I think it's fine. I'll, if it okay. if it continues at some point, I'll replace that flapper. But it should be fine. So. All right. Uh, so some questions. Uh Am I wrong in thinking like this is also kind of like a beat game where like when your wheels hit the lines like music plays or is there music always playing? No, there's music always playing. No? Okay. So, and it's okay. fun right. music. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my head, I thought this was like a like a Charles Fusion meets like almost like a Beat Saber where like if you match the oh. colors, it plays a song and stuff. But okay, it's just a it's more like a Charles Fusion meets like Tron. platformer. Tron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um. But yeah, no, but so the developer was saying that they liked what Celeste did with their assist mode. And so they Mm -hmm. wanted to do something like that. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, you can. The cool thing is like you could turn it down and like slow it down and like kind of use it as like a practice session to get better. And then once you feel good about it, turn it back up and then like beat it on regular. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what we wanted people to do with it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, But yeah, so it's it's it gets more complicated as you go because like. You've got your regular bike that you're getting used to. And then once you get used to that, it's like, okay, but here's a bike with like one big wheel and one tiny wheel. So like all that momentum that you got used to with your staying vertical, now it's completely off. And like if you're top heavy, you're going to fall over faster. So you have to adjust to that. And I'm like, okay, getting used to that. I'm good. Then it brings a bike where it's like, okay, well, here's a bike that has no momentum at all. So it's not going to tip over. It's just whatever you put the joystick at, if you put it at like a 45 degree angle, you'll just stay at a 45 degree angle. So you have to get used to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like it's really intense where there's like uh, stuff that you'll go through that will change the color of your wheels. 
sometimes there are these like speed bumps that you can like hop on and it'll give you a boost. Uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's addictive. It is definitely filling the Trials Fusion uh, kind of need that I have that I want that kind of game. And even though it's like it's something that you do like over and over and like you die a lot and you respawn real fast and just get back into it. Um, I find it soothing. So like when I've been mm -hmm. pissy this weekend, I've been like, okay, let me just play some more future grind and just like chill out a little bit. Um, there also, there seems to be some type of story going on with this. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Cause you're in this futuristic world, obviously with all this, whatever neon bikes, um, I don't know. This woman is like trying to get you to hack into stuff and like you have to do different things on the track to like help her with the hacking. It's it's pretty interesting. I highly recommend it. I've been having a blast. Um, I really wish they had like a demo out for it so people could try it. Yeah. Um, I might try to do a stream of it just like so people can kind of see what it is, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's on Switch and it's on PS4 right now. And like at first, I didn't realize it was going to be on PS4, so I was like, oh, man, I don't know which platform to get it on. Because, like, I like the idea that it's on Switch, because if I ever, like, wanted to go somewhere portable, like, I could take it with me. But then, yeah. like, PS4 has trophies. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, like, real close. But the deciding factor, turns out it's, like, $26.99 on PS4, and it was $19.99 on Switch. And so I ended up going with Switch. Hmm. Yeah, so obviously, I guess Sony probably takes a bigger cut or something, and that's why they had to charge more over there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Future Grind. It's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. So. All right. We'll okay. have to have fun with it. Not, I saw a lot of videos for it, and it does seem really cool. So I'm yeah. definitely going to try, hopefully, give it a shot eventually. Yeah. All right. So, all I've been doing this week, besides playing Anthem, is play Elder Scrolls Online some more. Uh, and a lot has transpired this week, Sam. Uh, I actually have a little rundown. Oh, damn. So last we left off, I was level 8. And I was playing this Khajiit Nightblade. And I was doing some bow and arrow stuff. Uh, so I hit level 10. And that unlocks the dungeon finder. So that meant I could, like, queue for dungeons. So I was like, fuck yeah. This is what I really wanted. So I queued for a dungeon. So the kind of cool benefit to doing the dungeons is there's always one quest in the dungeon, and it's just beat the dungeon. Mm -hmm. And when you beat it, you get some gear, and you get a skill point. And these skill points are helpful because these are like how you get like perks or new skills or how you upgrade skills. So I was like, cool. That's pretty awesome. That's really cool to hear. Uh, but also, every boss drops a piece of gear for your character. This is different from like World of Warcraft where a piece of gear drops and then everyone has to roll on it and whoever needs it, like, will get it. So that's kind of cool. It's like, okay. Whoa, whoa, yeah, I know what you're that's thinking. some yeah. bullshit. Only yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. And then like in other MMOs I've played, like it's random and like it could be a piece of gear you don't even need yeah. that you get. So this is kind of cool. That's like, really right, cool, sweet. actually. Um, and so the first dungeon I went through was we went underground and we were chasing this guy through, uh, well, at first he was like, oh, these bandits are in there stealing my stuff. Can you help me help, help me out? And we were like, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll help you out, man. So we go murder all these people. Turns out he's the bandit and we've been bamboozled. So this other woman's like, well, go kill him for me and I won't turn you into the police. And we're like, all right, fine. You know. Was she uh, bad too? I feel like everybody no, in she's the story's good. bad. She's, she was on the good side. Okay. Luckily. 
Uh, so in the dungeons in Elder Scrolls Online, there are four characters. You get to, you get your two DPS, one tank, one healer. Pretty good. I'm used to like a five person dungeon in like most MMOs, but four person, it's fine. I didn't feel like we were struggling at all. Uh, and I feel like a cool aspect is, I believe, this is what I was noticing, is it doesn't matter what level you are. Like, it's not going to, like... There's not, like, set dungeons from, like, 10 to 15. These are the dungeons you do. It's any random dungeon, and it scales... The enemies scale for you to your level. Because there was a level 27 in there, and I'm sure they were hitting him pretty hard, but they were, for me, they were only showing up as level, like, 11. Because that's what I had hit. Um, that's really cool. It sounds like this yeah. game's, like, really doing some stuff right. There's a lot of cool stuff, and we're, like, we haven't even scratched the fucking surface yet. Uh... So yeah, I was like, cool, some dungeons. I like, and like, on the first dungeon you do every day, you get a massive like XP. Like, like I got like 337,000 XP. So like one dungeon took me from level 10 to level 13. I was like, holy shit. And I got so much good gear. Like it was like, cool. So that was really awesome. Like I've been doing dungeons. So I do one dungeon a day pretty much. How long does it take to do a dungeon? Ah, uh, like 30 minutes. Okay. So like, and like I got almost like a full set of gear out of it. So like it was pretty worth it. Yeah. And I got a skill point. Uh, and stuff like that. Uh, the second dungeon I ran was a little annoying because obviously I think I had like a high level guy who's been doing this for a while. So he knew shortcuts that like the newer people like me and this other guy did not know. So he's skipping a bunch of stuff and we were like, where do we go? What's going on? I'm mm-hmm. so confused. <laughs> um, and like each dungeon has like a little mini story going on. Like I did one today. Where, like, this woman's like, we gotta stop these rituals or else they're gonna summon some Dark Lord to destroy the world. And at the end of the dungeon, she sacrifices herself to stop the Dark Lord. And, like, it's really sad. And, like, if you don't go through this portal in time, your character gets sucked in and you start to die. And, like, I got sucked in for a minute and I was like, oh, shit, what do I do? And so I had to run away and jump through this portal. And, like, I had, like, ten health. And I was like, what's going on? Um, So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I finished the main story of Somerset. Um, so pretty much the main story is you show up on Somerset because there are these uh, the kind of gods in Tamriel are called Daedras. Uh, so there's these Daedric princes. And I don't know how the lingo works, but like Daedric princes can be female or male. Um, and so there's this like triad of Daedric princes who are working together. And they're trying to, like, destroy Somerset. And so the queen of Somerset is like, all right, I don't like outsiders, but bring them in. We got to, like, gotta like stop this now. So you show up there, and you're not welcome, really. But, like, there are people who are like, well, you're going to help us, so we'll work with you. Uh, and so you team up with this, like, group of mages and this thing called the Sayak Order. Uh, and you're working with them. There's a lot of betrayal. There's a lot of, like, inner turmoil because like there are people who are like i don't want to work with you you're an outsider like go away and then they're like well god damn it, if i don't work with you like the world's gonna end <laughs> uh and then like turns out one of the daedric princesses has their own plan this entire time and betrays the two other ones and so then the two other ones have to team up with you spoiler to, like, alert Jeez. okay all right i'm sorry who's gonna who is i'm sorry are you gonna go play elder scrolls no. online too? no exactly so <laughs> And besides, if you're really looking to get into Elder Scrolls Online, I do suggest waiting till Elder Scrolls comes out because it's going to be a huge update, a new place to play. So that sounds really cool. That's a really cool story. Yeah. So, and like, there's a lot of like sacrifice, like characters who start out evil, join your side, and like end up dying, and like it's really kind of sad in a way because mm-hmm. like 
And there's so many beautiful stories that are told in this like quest line that took me from one to level like 15 and like, it's so good. And it's all voice acted. And I'm going to talk about that more. Cause like, it's just really cool to me that every line is voice acted. Yeah. There's not a single line in this game. That's not voice acted. That's amazing to me. Um, so after I finished the main story, I was like, well, what do I do next? I guess I go go do side missions and level up a lot. Um, so, so I found out when you finished the main story, you were 15. Yeah. Around level 15. Um, What's the max level? So I thought it was level 30 and then it turns into gear score. Turns out it's level 50 and then it turns into gear score. Luckily you can go to the older like islands and stuff from like Morrowind and like all the other yeah. updates and do their, their main stories. And that'll take you pretty far. I mean, cool. this got me from one to 15, obviously yeah. I didn't do any other side quests during this time. Uh, so I was like, okay, well let me do some side quests around Somerset before I go to like Morrowind. Uh, so the first major one I did, was this murder mystery. And this was amazing. So I show up in this town and I'm like, sir, can you help us? We, we need your help. Like, we need to find out who who committed this murder. And so there are two, they're called Justicars. There and they're like, all right, well, like, you're going to be our companion here. You're going to help us out. Like, we needed some outside eyes on this case. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm in for this murder mystery. I'm down. All right. Uh, and she's like, all right, well, we used to work a case like 10 years ago called like, the green hooded bandit and we think this is his work like we think someone's either a copycat or it's him and you're like all right cool is this about robin hood no i think they just named it the green hooded bandit okay. i don't really know why it's fine i thought so. i was like oh because it gets kind of like crazy okay um so you find out that the guy who's been murdered is kind of like a sleazeball like he kind of like forces himself onto women and stuff and like not just women like younger women and you're like oh shit this is getting like real uh, so you kind of they're like, oh, search the area for clues, and so you go like, I'm like it's right, and it's in a vineyard. So I'm like running around this vineyard, and I find this woman's dead body, and they're like, oh, this is like one of the girls she was helping in the vineyard. Crap, like what happened to her? And like you find like a rusty scythe for like you know like uh, cutting down uh, weeds. And I think it's, like, it's oh, for crap, harvesting like, like wheat. It's not cutting weeds. That's true. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, whatever. Um, I don't know anything. I'm not a farmer. I'm sorry. Uh, and so you find out that there was this boy who was in love with this woman it's not a woman it's a girl sorry it's like a like a like teenagers they're teenagers um there's this this teenager who was in love with this girl who is dead now and you're like oh shit did she do it did he kill her um and so you find out that the green hooded bandit approached this boy and was like you'll continue my legacy and you need to go kill that sleazeball guy you don't like. And he's like, fuck yeah, because like, the, the sleazeball was touching the underage girl. And that's why he, that's why the teenage boy killed the sleazeball. Really fucking complicated. Very complicated. Gets even more complicated. So, <laughs> this Justicars you're working with, the female one is kind of like, well, like, the reason this case is so important is because the green hooded bandit killed my husband and my partner. His wife killed herself because she was having an affair with my husband. And so we've been working together all these years trying to find the Green Hooded Bandit because we both lost someone important to us. And I like, in my mind, I'm like, something's fishy here. Something's about to happen. So you do all this stuff and the Green Hooded Bandit shows up and shoots the female. And we're like, all right, something's weird here. And so we go back to the village and we're like going to work with one of the guys in the village. 
and we walk through the door, and it's the Just Car's husband, the other Just Car's wife, the boy, the girl, and the guy are all laid in this like pattern. And so the they're girl, all dead. They're all dead. I thought and the so husband this, and stuff died like a long time ago. Yeah, so like this is kind of creepy. Like, Ugh. how did these bodies show up here? Do they look uh, like they were dead a long time? Nah, it's just kind of okay. like okay, yeah. Okay. Um, so the female Jessicar does some magic to see what happened. Turns out the male Jessicar is the Green Hooded Bandits this entire time, and he killed the husband because he found out about the affair, and then he killed his wife for having the affair, and then he forced that teenage boy to kill the sleazeball. And then when the teenage girl found out about it, he killed her. And I was like, holy shit. This is some deep level story stuff we're getting into. (laughs) That's a lot. So you go to this temple and you find the boy and the green hooded bandit shows up, which you just found out is the male Jessicar, kills the boy. Like you're like, well, shit. (laughs) So then we chase him down. He knocks out the female Jessicar. So it's up to me to go kill him. Yeah. And so I kill him. Because Jesus Christ, this dude's on a murder spree. Wait, wait. And are you now the green hooded bandit? Because you killed no, him. No, I was kind of hoping they would like. Because you know, like I was hoping they would give me like a green hooded like yeah. thing, and they didn't. I was like, oh man, that'd be kind of cool. I guess not really, because then like the female just come in like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, and so like you kind of talk to the woman after you kill him. She's like, you know, like after our, my husband died and his wife died, like he tried to like reach out to me and be like, hey, like maybe we should love each other to get through this. And like I'm like, at first I felt bad about it because I turned him down, but now I'm like, he's a psychopath, and I'm like, fuck yeah, girl, like good for you, like don't get involved with that shit. It's just crazy. Um, <laughs> so that was like pretty cool. I was like, this is a pretty cool storyline. Yeah. Like, and I was all voice acted, and I was like, this is just amazing. And then this next story happened, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna be going for a while, so you know, c- kick your feet up, people. So I'm running in through this town called Eleanor. And there's this woman. She's like, excuse me, sir, can you help me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? And she's like, my brother, he, he's going to join this group. And I'm like, my character's like prompt was like, oh, is he joining a cult? Like, is he, is he, is it a band of pirates? Like, what's going on? She goes, no, it's an acting troupe. And I like, I stopped. And I was like, what the fuck is this story about to tell me? Like, what's going on? So she's like, he's, it's embarrassing. Like, I can't be seen with him. Like, can you please stop him? And I'm like whatever so she gives me some magical juggling knife she's like just use these they'll let you into the acting troupe and i was like okay so i go and perform for them and they're like wow you're you're great and the the head of the acting troupe is this woman named alchemy and she's like oh like we wear masks in this masking in this acting troupe like we don't have we don't share our real names like we completely like over our past and like we're just acting troupe together and so you do all these like tasks and stuff that and, does like, sound like a little bit like a cult a little bit, yeah. Um, and so, like, because they're wearing masks, you don't know who the brother is. Mm-hmm. So, like, the sister's like, oh, like, he has a scar on his chest. He's a high elf. Like, he's oh, got yeah, you gotta fair get blonde his shirt skin. off to see, see what's going well, no, on like, Uh-huh, I so know how this goes. The acting troupe was like, all right, well, you gotta play this game where you go in and, like, you act to, you, like, perform together. And then you have to ask each other questions and you can't lie. And that's the game. And so, okay, this is kind of like a, all right, let's find out who the brother is. Yeah. Uh, and so you go, you, you, you go perform with some people and then you go into this room. And this one guy wants you to play the drums 
in order with how he's dancing. So like there are three drums, there's a slow drum, a medium drum, and a fast drum. So like if he's dancing slow, play the slow drum. If he's dancing fast, play the fast but, drum. Hold on, hold on. I feel like a drum is as fast as you beat it. I don't feel like a drum on its I think own it's, is slow medium. I think it's fast. a magical I think it's a magical drum. Let's just let it go. Oh. <laughs> and so this high elf with blonde hair is shirtless and has a, a slash on his chest. So it's like, oh, this is the brother. Fuck yeah, I found him. Did you? I mean, you so didn't say outside. before. Was it an elf sister that you were talking to? Is it definitely an elf? Yes, it's an elf. Okay. Uh, Somerset is the realm of the high elves. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Sorry, just should have clarified that. All good. Okay. Um, and so I go outside. And I'm like, all right, hey, I found your brother. She's like, all right, tell him to meet me by the docks, and we'll get this out of there. And so like, I'm running back to the thing. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tell him. And Alchemy shows up, and she's like. I know you're working with that girl and I know she wants to find her brother, but like her brother wanted to join this acting troupe because he, he was envious of the sister's magical abilities. And, and like, she like kind of like starts to break down. She's like, and I just like, I just wanted to be just like her. And I'm like, in this moment, I'm like, what's happening. And like, she's like, just tell alchemy that's going to be okay. Or not alchemy. Tell the sister it's going to be okay. I forget the character's name. I'm like, what's going on? And so the sister has a plan to sabotage this big performance so that the brother gets kicked out. And so she does that. And then she's like, I'm leaving Somerset. Like, tell my brother this is her last, his last chance to find me. And so I go and I'm going to go tell the brother. And Alchemy reveals that she is the brother. And this is a trans character in the game. And I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, this is, like, amazing. And so, like, then she's like, I'm going to go speak with my sister. So you go find the sister on the beach, and they meet, and they talk. And, like, it's a really beautiful story. Because she's they're like, yeah. just kind of like, like, why couldn't you just tell me this? Like, why did you Aww. like why did you have to hide for so long? And stuff like that. And they're like, well, let's let's get out of here. Like, we can we can work on this together. And she's like... And, like, Alchemy is like, well, I love you. And the girl is like, I love you too, bro. She's about to say brother. And she goes, I love you too, sister. Aww. And I was like, motherfucker, this has got me real good. Like, it was just really cool. And, like, yeah, it's something that, like, it's something small that, like, had I not been listening to the voice acting and, like, reading the dialogue, like, I would have missed it completely. And I'm glad I stopped to, like, experience the story because it was yeah. really beautiful. And, like, it's a small thing to just add into a video game that, like, means a lot to somebody. And, like, I went and Googled it. I was like, well, let me just make sure I didn't miss something. And, like, there were forum posts. Like, this is such a small thing, but as a trans person, I love this. Like, thank you so much. And I was yeah. like, that's really important. And, like, it made me think, like, this came out last year, and we had our representation thing, I think, for the Game of the Year show. And, like, had I just played this game, <laughs> I could have talked about this. Yeah. That's so that was awesome. really cool. I was like, I was like, that's fucking awesome. And that was the thing I was so excited to tell you about yeah. uh, earlier this week. I love it. Yeah. And so I'm doing all this stuff and I hit level 20 finally. So level 20, they give you a bunch of shit. They're just like, here you go, man. You'd like, you're doing good. So this is when they introduce transmog. So you get to wear like outfits over your clothes. So like, if you don't like the way your character looks, it's good, which is good for me because my dude has been running around in a bright green shirt and I am playing like an assassin character <laughs> and it's the most anti like in character thing for me because I'm wearing a bright green shirt but it has a lot of stamina on it so I need to have it because all my moves use stamina so they're like alright like you can choose like from these three outfits right now but you can get more uh, and so I picked one that like makes me kind of look like a, a ranger 
almost. Uh, they had a, a knight's armor or like a mage cloak. Had I wanted to be one of those more. And they're like, oh, and here's this box. And I open the box, and it's like, oh, here's some gold, here's some potions, here's some food to eat. Uh, here's an experience potion that would give you double experience for two hours. And they're like, oh, here's this last thing. And it's a fucking flaming molten wolf mount. And it's so cool. Yes! And I'm like, fuck yes, you got me. Like, you sold me on this game. Like, I'm in if you're going to give me cool shit every other level. Like, it's a lot of fun. Like, I can't, like, the stories have been so good. Like, these quests, and like, I really can't talk enough, like, Everything is voice acted, and like that is so cool. Like, yeah, because like most games just skip on that. Like some, like Monster Hunter World just completely skips on some of that stuff, and I, I hated that. It was such a, something that always bothered me is that I'd have to read dialogue. And yes, that makes me a lazy son of a bitch, but I don't care. No, and it's even the voice worse acting when is they, so nice when they just say like one little thing, and it's not even the full text. It doesn't even match with the text. Yes. That makes me so mad. It's like why record like, anything if you're gonna do that? In World of Warcraft, like if you walk up to a character and you're about to accept a quest from them. And like it's like a, it's not a major character. It's just like they'll say like uh, "hello there," and then they give you the quest. Yeah. And like this one, like they talk you through like what they want you to do, like yeah. all this stuff. And it's just really cool. And like I'm having a blast with it. I mean, I'm really excited for Elsewhere to come out in June. Like it's just everything I've played so far this came out of love. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of like stuff I haven't even gotten to that I'm like kind of scared about. Like there's something called a champion system. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it looks very confusing. But I'll <laughs> learn it because I'm having fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can't recommend enough. Like, if you're looking for an RPG to take your time away, like I am always. Take your time away? Just, that sounds horrible. <laughs> just sink your teeth in and, like, really get invested in, like, a universe. I think Elder Scrolls Online for PS4 is that RPG. Like, it's so fun. There's a lot of options and customization. Like, I was like, I didn't have, like, damage numbers popping up. So I didn't know, like, how much damage I was doing. And I was like, well, what if I, like, I'm just sucking? Like, what if I'm not doing good? So I found a way to turn the damage numbers on, and the first thing I shoot does an 11,000 crit, and I'm like, cool, I'm good. I'm doing great. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, and so yeah, like, Elder Scrolls Online is doing amazing. I'm sure there's about to be, like, a major sale to get people into the game before Elsewhere comes out, and I'm just really excited. Uh, so I can't recommend Elder Scrolls Online enough. But yeah. I do think I could be mistaken. No, I'm mistaken. I was going to say, is Elder Scrolls Online on Game Pass? But I don't think it is. I think it's the regular Elder Scrolls that is on Game Pass, but not the online. No, I think they may have put the base Tamriel thing on oh, okay. there, I want to say. Maybe. Yeah. And, um, and like the base Tamriel game, like Tamriel Unlimited as they call it, is $20. And then like there's a bundle to get like Elsewhere, Morrow, and Somerset, which are the main updates, mm-hmm. uh, for like 60 bucks. So like it's $80 mm-hmm. you're paying, get caught up. Um, but yeah, like, definitely if you can, like, rent it from, like, a red box. I don't know if that's something you can do. Maybe give it a try, because, like, it is cool. They have free weekends a lot, I think. So you can keep an eye out I think so. That. And they probably will have them yeah. more to promote the upcoming yeah. launch. So, yeah. So definitely if you can hop in and try it out, I do recommend it if you are at all interested in MMOs. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. All right. Sam, I just talked for a very long time. So... <laughs> Please tell me all about Resident Evil 2 and how much you're loving it. <laughs> okay. Um, so this was kind of like an interesting thing for me. Because you guys know I love me some Resident Evil. I was super excited for it. 
I was like, okay, on Thursday night at 11 p.m. is when it goes live. I'm going to play some Resident Evil. I took the day off from work the next day so I could stay up late. I was like, this is going to be great. Um, and I mean, I get into it and like the first thing you see is this trucker eating a, a, a hamburger. And it's like the most disgusting looking hamburger that I've ever seen. I was just like, at first I didn't even know what it was. I was like, this is really gross. Um I don't know why I, that's something I felt the need to call out, but I did just because like, <laughs> usually you see like food in games or like TV or something I'm like, oh, that looks good. I know I'm hungry for that. But this one was like, kind of made me never want to eat a hamburger again. Um, but so it starts out, you know, trucker not paying attention, hits somebody, turns out it's a zombie. Hey, we're in, you know, Resident Evil land. Um, I, I just started, I decided to start playing as Leon because, you know, I love Resident Evil 4 so much and like Leon's my guy from that. He's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, so yeah, I, I started with his storyline and, you know, you do this first part where you're like, you're at a gas station and like you find the first zombie. And I, I believe this is kind of like the similar scene from that very first trailer that we saw at E3 where it starts off and like I thought it was going to be some game where you're like a VR mouse or something but then like the rat <laughs> dies and like you see the zombie yeah. eating somebody and then like Leon comes in uh it's it seems like it was that scene because it's like in a little storeroom and there's the guy um and so like I had my gun and I like took a lot of shots to like take this zombie down and then it's like all these zombies are coming at you, but like I'm like I'm so used to Resident Evil and stuff. I'm like, okay, I don't need to mess with this. I just need to like dodge and run away and like get to a safe point. So like that's what I was trying to do, uh, and like like I did that and like that's so like the first big chunk of the game that I played, like the first hour or so, um, like I was kind of a little disappointed because like I wasn't really scared by the stuff just because. Like I just said, like, I know, just like run away. Don't even don't try to engage with them. Just like run. So yeah. and like it's like that's it's not as scary when you know that you can get away that way. Um, and then also the first night I was getting kind of intimidated because once I got to the uh, uh, police department building, like every two feet, it seemed like there was a new puzzle whether it was just, like, a safe that was locked or, like, some yeah. locker that has, like, a combination lock on it or, like, here's the thing that's missing a fuse, here's a door that's chained shut and, like, all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to solve any of this. But the thing you just have to, like, stop and realize is, like, I, I don't know. I don't know, but it seems like the majority of the game you're going to be in this police department. So, like, these are puzzles that are going to last you for a long time. You're not meant to figure it out right now. It's going to take you quite a while before you're able to come back to this area and get your stuff done in it. And that's okay. And so, like, once once I realized that and was, like, just kind of calmed down a little bit, like, I started really enjoying it a lot. So, like, the first night I played, like, an hour and a half, I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to go to bed now. Um, but then the next day, like, I was having it. I got in my groove and like I started having a good time I'm like okay you know I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to miss anything because everything that you walk by, it has a little like kind of pop-up highlight so you can see that, oh, I need to go investigate this thing. So it's not like you're supposed to be like looking around a room for like a poster with a code on it or something. And like, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. I don't think there's stuff like that where you're just going to miss it. Like you should be able to find anything you need and you're just, you're going to find it at the time that you need to find it. Um... So like I started unlocking stuff and getting stuff. Um, I was like, again, like I wasn't super like, I wasn't getting scared by it because uh, I was talking to Hugh and Hugh pointed out, well, you know, Resident Evil 7 was in first person and like this is mm -hmm. back in third person. So like naturally that's going to be a little less scary for you. Um, and then also like when I was first playing Resident Evil 7, no. <laughs> This is bullshit. Pretty, I guess it's I don't bullshit. scare it It's fucking scary. Um, so when I first played Resident Evil 7, like I'm clomping around on the floor. Everything's making noise. And I was super nervous because I'm like, somebody's going to hear me and someone's yeah. going to come get me and it's going to be horrible. And, but then I figured out that like, you know, every encounter is planned and it's going to happen when it's going to happen. So it doesn't matter if you're making a bunch of noise. And so like that yeah. was my same sentiment going into Resident Evil 2 because, yeah, there's a lot of noise happening. And I'm like, that's it's fine. It's going to happen when it's going to happen. I don't need to worry about it. So like I wasn't getting scared and like the zombies would pop up. But again, like I could run around them. I am pretty frustrated about how many bullets it takes to take down a zombie in this game because yeah. those things are tough motherfuckers, okay? You can get like three or four headshots in them and they might go down for like a minute, then they get back yeah. up, which I guess is true to the horror trope that like, you know, you always think it's dead and then it comes back. But man, that's frustrating. Like, you've really got to get like, I've unlocked the shotgun, thank God. And like, mm. if you can shotgun the head and just like explode the head, then you're like, okay, that one's not getting back up. But I mean, as long as their head is still like somewhat intact, there's a chance that they're going to get back up. Um, so that's been frustrating. But like, you, you get by with it. Um, I'm playing on normal, because like, at first, before I started playing, I was like, I'll probably play on easy because like, you know, I just want to enjoy it. But then when I started the game, it had normal mode and then it had assisted mode, which included like aim assist and stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't think I want that. So I'm going to try for normal. And like so far, it's been it's been fine. Like there's usually plenty of ammo and plenty of stuff for me. Um, I did have a real rough first, I'd say, mini boss fight where I had to take on this guy and that used up pretty much everything I had in my inventory. But, uh, but it was okay. After that, I was able to, to restock. Um, but yeah, so once I got to a part where there are some non-human zombies, uh, things got a little bit more interesting. Okay. Um, so there's this one creature where I found some notes about it that was like, Hey, this thing has, horrible vision uh but really good hearing so as long as you're quiet you can sneak by it and it shouldn't be a problem so i was like oh this is interesting um so when i encountered it uh i think it was on the ceiling at the time and i was like okay i'm just gonna like walk very quietly underneath it fine i went into this room to go do some stuff i came back out and like the way i needed to go down the hall it was on the floor in front of me and I was like well shit so I was like let me just back up real slowly and real quietly so I was like 
backing up like the whole length of the hallway and it was kind of following me like it didn't like hear me um but like that mechanic has made me like a little more tense and like I'm like oh yeah I like that so that's a good feeling um I have had a couple of instances with it where I've gotten into a rough spot because I just walk out of the door and it's there, but then there's also a regular human zombie. And of course the fucking human zombie sees me, starts coming at me, and so then the other thing knows that I'm there and comes after me. Um, but yeah, but I've, I've been enjoying it quite a bit so far. Uh, I think I'm maybe almost four hours into it now. Um, I'm, I'm having a good time. So it's it's like I've gotten back into the groove of, of what Resident Evil is like, and I'm having fun. I mean, the shooting is what the shooting is in Resident Evil. And, you know, I think I was reading one of the one of the website tips, I think Kotaku's tips or maybe it was Polygon's tips was like, when you aim, just don't try to aim for it. Just aim and wait for it to get in your reticule and then shoot because, like, you'll have yeah. better luck. And that's definitely true. Um, I've been doing better that way. Uh, oh, the w- cool thing about the map. So as you're unlocking map sections, you can see rooms. A, r- a room will turn red once you've started exploring in it, and it'll stay red as long as there's still something in there for you to do. Like maybe there's a safe that I uh-huh. haven't unlocked, okay. or there's an herb that I wasn't able to pick up because I don't have enough inventory. So you can see on the map what you still need to go to, and if there are doors that are locked, if you try the door, it'll tell you like, oh, this needs the diamond key. And so then once mm-hmm. you get the diamond key, you can go back on the map and look at the locked doors and see which one of these needed the diamond and key and so you know where to go back and go do that uh so that's really cool um i love this game uh it's inventory so normally in a resident evil game you've got your inventory slots and either you'll get like like in resident evil 4 you'd get a bigger attache case or in resident evil 7 you get a backpack to add to your inventory slots um in this one you get a little hip pouch and I look oh, at it and yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like a little fanny pack. I've got me a little fanny pack to put some more stuff in. And they add two <laughs> slots, which I mean, isn't very much, but you get them more frequently. And they're just so adorable. So I love it every time I get a new little hip hip pouch. Um, but yeah, so I've got, oh, because, because I did the deluxe edition, um, I got some extra guns. And so I was like, okay, like, I guess my starting gun had like a, had like a 12 clip and then my extra, my new gun had a 15 clip. So I'm like, let me use my new gun. And then like almost immediately I found like a clip extender for my first gun that put it at like 24 bullets in the clip. And I was like, well, this is awesome. So like the gun from the deluxe order is pretty useless. Like, there's no point to have that. Like, I put it back in inventory. Um, And I just recently got a, I don't know what it's called, like the butt of a gun that you can attach to. Stock. Yes, I got the stock. And it lets me do it where I can shoot. It's just a little pistol, but now I can shoot it in a three-round burst if I want to. So if I just pull it once and let go, I'll shoot one. But if I hold it down, it'll do three pretty quick together. So that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm really excited to get back into it and play some more. Uh, once once I finish Leon's side of the story, I'll have Claire's story to do. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask, are you planning on doing like the? I think it's like 
four complete runs to get everything? Oh, really? I don't know. Well, because here's the thing. So for this one, I just wanted to go in blind and just enjoy it. So like I haven't looked at what the trophies are. And like, I don't know, once I get to the end of it, I'll see like how much I've enjoyed it. If if I feel like I need to like go back and do like a trophy run for it. Um, I don't know if I will or not, but I'm having a good time now. Like I can't tell how far along in the story I am because like I don't really know if if I'm going to get out of the police department and go somewhere else in town and do something else, or if really it's all just in this location. Because if it's all in this location, I feel like I've unlocked close to everything on the map. Um, at least what I see now. Like, I got down into the basement area and, like, was doing some stuff. So um, so we'll see how much more I have. But I'm having a good time. Uh, so far, I've... I think I've only had to do a, a walkthrough reference once because I there was a there was a puzzle with some switches and I didn't understand what I was supposed to be doing and I was like oh I must not be ready to do this part yet so I just left and but no it was important I had to go back and do that part in order to progress so um, but other than that I've been able to like figure everything out and just get through it um, you had said that you watched a thing and we're not as excited about it anymore seeing how much you had to keep backtracking and i yeah. yes for a fact you're constantly backtracking in this game but yeah what are you what are, what are you thinking otherwise right now I, I think i do think i'm gonna play it probably around the summertime when like you know most games mm -hmm. like aren't coming out uh let me just say i feel like you make a statement like that i don't think there's ever actually really downtime for when games come out there's always good, good games yeah. coming out there's always something to play um i as from watching stuff and then like what you just said i do kind of wish they would have implemented the resident evil 5 thing where if you got a zombie down on the ground you could walk over and press triangle and just stab it real quick and that would end it that'd be kind of hand handy uh but i understand why they wouldn't do that it's probably a little so it doesn't, it's, this game feels like it's all about survival horror mm -hmm. and like playing smart, like choosing your battles, like conserving ammo, conserving stuff. Uh, and it's interesting. It's, there, I'm not, there's a cool thing, this game now where, cause like you used to always have your combat knife. Now knives are something that you pick up and they are limited use. They will yeah. wear down and then eventually break. Um, but they're useful for if a zombie grabs you, uh, you stab him in the you stab him with the knife, and then you have to kill that zombie in order to go get your knife back. Otherwise, you've lost the knife, and you get like three or okay. four uses out of the knife. Um, I also recently found out that if you have a grenade equipped. And a yeah. zombie grabs you, you can stick the grenade in its mouth, and that's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So that was Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing. we got one giant news thing to talk about, something that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, so this comes from Kotaku. So EA has canceled the open world Star Wars game that EA Montreal is working on. So if you don't know, uh, EA had licensed Visceral Games, run by Amy, uh, Amy Henning at the time, uh, to make a Star Wars game. Uh, and so they were pretty far in the project apparently and they canceled it. And so they sent all those assets to EA Montreal. 
and they've been working on the Star Wars game since then. I believe that was back in 2017 that this happened. Uh, so it's been two years that they've been working on this open world Star Wars game. And EA has now canceled it in favor of a newer Star Wars game that will release around 2020. And Jason Schreier put in the article that he's heard this is when the new consoles would launch. And so he believes that they are trying to have a Star Wars game launch with the new consoles. Um, so this was called Codename Orca. It was an open world game that would see you playing as like a bounty hunter, going from planet to planet and working different quests and things like that. Uh, and so it's kind of a bummer that EA has canceled this. Uh, and it's caused a lot of uh, discourse in the gaming community. <laughs> Sam, what are your... Uh, Initial thoughts. I was just going to say discourse is a nice word for it. People are pissed, man. Yeah. Um, yeah I I mean, I, I feel like it's probably getting more attention just because it's a Star Wars game and because EA has this contract and everybody's been waiting for Star Wars games and they've only gotten Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Um, and I mean, I don't know how game development works, really. Um, but I assume that, like, this stuff probably happens a lot and we just don't hear about it. Like, they'll be working on a game and then be like, oh, this is not working. Let's change this. Let's start over. Um, I'm following this game called Witchfire on Twitter, which was, like, two sure. years ago at E3. I was like, this looks great. Uh, and apparently they were saying, yeah, we had this whole thing planned out and then decided it wasn't right for us, scrapped it, and started over. And so, like... That stuff just kind of happens, and I feel like mm -hmm. just the public is more aware of this because it's Star Wars, and everybody just desperately wants their Star Wars games. Um, and I mean, I don't know. So, like, if you were if you were gonna get a Star Wars open world game, but it was gonna take like three years, but now we're gonna get a different Star Wars game in two years. I just hope that we still get the respawn. Uh, Star Wars game oh, that's yeah. the Jedi sure Fallen Order uh, because like yeah. I feel like that's going to be a fantastic Star Wars game because Respawn make Titanfall 2 and Respawn is great at making games in my opinion um, so I don't know it's just like people are always going to be upset about something yeah I think it's, it's kind of a combined thing uh, the kind of like growing displeasure with EA and like their practices definitely has something to play here um and like, and like, let me just say, when this story broke, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's too bad about EA. You know, I don't, I feel like they're really doing some good stuff in other areas like Anthem and like this, this stuff about them. They're just kind of getting a bum rap about that. But as we'll talk later, I've got some strong opinions now. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, I, I do think it sucks uh, because like, and also Trier noted in the article that the team working on Orca does hope that after they finish this project for 2020, they can return to Orca and continue working on it. Uh, I think it's just, it sucks because, so we've had two major Star Wars games. We have a third on the way from Respawn, uh, and then there's been some mobile games. And like, Battlefront 1 was... A decent game i feel like I, I played the beta and i liked it and i'm sure other people liked it I liked uh, battlefront it. 2 had a rocky go with the microtransaction thing but i think like where that game is now is in a great place uh, it just took a while i uh, i i'm in the i'm in a camp by myself with not a lot of people 
we're just hanging out there uh that the story was good and i liked it a lot and i didn't have a problem with it uh, I, I understand like you kind of because you can look at this is a disney property and you look at other disney properties like the marvel games and like they just had spider-man and like they're putting all these other they're giving all these studios their assets and they're cranking things out like crazy and it looks great like the marvel ultimate alliance games coming this mm-hmm. year and like I think people want the same from Star Wars, and instead Star Wars is locked into this ten-year deal with EA. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, as we'll talk in a second, because we got some feedback from our Discord channel, uh, would like to see EA. Like EA can still publish these games, but hey, let's give it to other people as well. Yeah. Like yeah. let's get a let's get a Boba Fett game from uh, Guerrilla Games. Let's get like you know all these crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. And like. I can I can understand that. Uh, I think it sucks for that team because like you know they it seems like they were enjoying working on Orca and to just kind of be like hey stop doing that get working on this other thing we need it done pronto. Um, and I mean I hope it's a good game because like it is we do have like two full years because like 20, fall of twenty twenty could mean anything it could mean October it could mean. Um, do you know how far into the ten year contract they are? It was signed back in 2012, I believe. So we are, or no, 2013? We're 2013. Just going on. Uh, so we're, this would be the sixth year of the deal. Um, but it was signed back by a, like someone who's not even in the company anymore. Yeah. So, and it's it's Disney. Like, they could obviously break this contract and pay, pay yeah. some money and stuff. Like, if that's what they, really what they want to do. But then, like, you look at, like, these mobile games they're producing are probably making them a ton of money. So like maybe yeah. Disney's just like, whatever, like it's bad press, but like we're making money. So who cares? Yeah. Cause that's at the end of the day. That's what it is. They're, they're a giant company. They want to make money off these games. I mean, battlefront still sold really well. Um, and this respawn game, I'm sure is going to sell well too. Cause I think as much as you don't like EA respawn is like one of like, they've made some great games. Like, yeah. So, um, it's, it's rough. Like it's something, and you, I think you have a very valid point that it's because it's an EA game, because it's a Star Wars game. That's why it's getting so much press. Yeah, I'm sure there are small studios who like are halfway through making their game and then fucking scrapped it at the last second to yeah. restart. Like it happens all the time. Like earlier uh, this week, Metroid Prime Four, mm-hmm. it got revealed that they're starting all over, and uh, I forget the name of the. But the original developer guy. The original developer is making it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like, not a lot of, like, no one's really angry about that one. Uh, People seem more excited. They're like, yeah, let's get it right, which is great. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I do think this, if nobody had reported about this and we'd found out about it, like, after the next Star Wars games comes out, no one would have, like, yeah. They'd have been like, ah, all right, whatever. Um, (laughs) But yeah. So, we reached out to the Discord channel, as we do. You can uh, find that at geekcardgames.com slash Discord if you want to join. Uh, and we asked some people, like, what they thought about the matter. Uh, and so, first up, we had our good friend Byron. He says, It's a mess. Battlefront has some great ideas, but the loot box issues killed it. At this point, the license needs to be revoked and given it to other studios. Much as what a lot of people have been saying. Such as Megs, who said... I think EA needs to let go of Star Wars so another company can take over, which is a good point. But I don't think EA is going to let go. I think Disney's going to have to take it back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Alejandro said, I second that it's a mess, but not sure what other publishers could afford the license. 
Uh, and so I think what he's kind of thinking point. of is like who who could buy the license from EA and work with Disney. Um, and yeah, he's got a good point there. Like he's got a good a point there. Have, not a lot of people have the money to buy something off of EA, especially that Star Wars. Uh, so yeah. Um, Possibly but, Activision could take whatever money they got from Bungie, but I don't know. Uh, if that's yeah, a good idea yeah. at all. No, probably not. <laughs> Probably not, probably not. I probably mean, they're kind of... EA and Activision are kind of in a similar boat these days. Um, I mean, I'm really excited for this Respawn game. So yeah. I hope, like, we get... I hope that comes out. I hope nothing gets fucked up with that. Um, I hope it comes out this year. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, I'd be okay if it doesn't come out this year if Titanfall 3 comes out this year instead. But one of those needs to come out this year yeah. for Sam to be happy. <laughs> um... <laughs> I could see Disney being like, hey, we're going to break this exclusivity deal. You can keep making games for us, but we're going to go find some other people. Like, we're going to do the Marvel route and we're going to give the IPs out to people, let people make the games they want to make. It's like, there's so many possibilities out there, like, of what could be made. Like, an insomniac, like, band of thieves flying through the galaxy and, like, you run into major characters like Han Solo and stuff. Like, that'd be a cool game. Like so many cool things that you can make out of this universe, and it's right now it's just like we don't even know what this twenty twenty game is going to be about. Like at least with Orca, we had like a general idea because they had kind of been like, "Oh, we're going to reuse the assets from the Visceral game," and that's what the Visceral game was about. So it sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want to let us know what you think, you can uh, reach us reach us at contact at keycardgames dot com. Let us know. What yeah. you, let us know. All right. Speaking of EA, we'll talk about an EA game. Oh my god, Cody, for real. I was like, oh, I think we're about to wrap up the podcast. We must be done. (laughs) (laughs) No, we we have a lot to go. No, we've got a Uh, lot to talk about. I I don't know how I forgot about this. Welcome to the Anthem Arrival Advisory. All right. So this is the segment where we talk about Anthem and how excited we are and how we got to play it because it's the VIP demo weekend. Well, we kind of got to play it. You we'll sounded way now. too excited for that. What do you mean? Like the VIP part or? The VIP demo weekend. Anthem, yeah! Anth- VIP demo weekend? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, the VIP demo went live uh, Friday and it had some issues, uh, such as people not being able to log in. Uh, for like an hour and a half. In, yeah, Actually, people, half, uh, people were longer than that. That was just how long it took me. Yeah, uh, and infinite loading screens where you got stuck at 95% and then you couldn't go any farther. And then apparently there's also a glitch where you could just keep getting loading screens over and over and over. Oh, I got that uh, one. Uh, rubber banding was happening a lot. So not a very good start to this VIP demo. Uh, not a very good start for Anthem. A lot of people are very pissed off about it. A lot of people are saying this is very fucked up. Uh, along with some other issues that have come up. Um, so I tried to get in when it went live at 11 in the morning for us and couldn't get in. I got in for like a second. I got to a loading screen and it kicked me out and I was like, all right, I gotta go to work. Let's get out of here. Cause I was trying to get the front codes. And that's another thing that came up is even if you had pre-ordered Anthem and the thing was on consoles, you had to launch the game and then you can go get these refer friend codes to get out to people. You got three of them. Uh, for some people's accounts, they weren't showing up. And it was happening for a lot of people. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, we can't get our friends in. 
which sucked. Uh, they've kind of fixed that now. Sam got her codes. I still don't have my codes, so that kind of sucks. Um, so it's it's been a rough start. It's been a pretty bad start for them. And uh, Sam, how long did you sit at that uh, that screen before you well, finally got in? Mine, mine is doing the thing where you you load in it's like here accept the agreement okay i accepted it here do you want a female or male okay accept it getting ready to load in oh let's restart here accept the agreement okay which do you want female or male okay here let's restart over so it did that for a long long time um i'd say that was maybe the hour and a half first before i got in and then once i got in I would try to load the mission, and that's when I would get... So, like, I could go in and walk around Fort Tarsus, but then when I got in the Javelin and tried to load the mission, it would get to that 95% load screen, and then I would have to quit the the game completely, restart it, and then go through the whole uh, loading screen process again to try to get back into it. Um, so that went for quite a while. Um, I, I found out that the secret... At, the, at that point to getting into the mission was order a pizza. Then once it gets there and you start eating, as soon as you start eating, you'll you'll load into the mission. So that's what oh, okay. happened to me. So I was like, oh, it's okay. a good strategy. It's a great strategy. So uh, so I got into the mission. Um, oh, because also I had trouble just loading into the mission at first also because like it would just say matchmaking was failing. And so I was like, okay, let me just change it to private and try to go in that way. And then it was still saying matchmaking was failing. And I was like, this is so stupid. I want to play by myself. I should be able to get in. Um, once I got into that mission, I, I was playing on normal because I wasn't paying attention. I should have put it on easy. Um, I never had any... I, I had marked it back on public again, but I never had anybody join into my game. So it was just me by myself trying to play this mission on normal. And I got to a part and I just kept dying like over and over again. I could not get past it. And so I eventually had to quit out of that. And then I was going to go to some free play. But then I think you were like, were you playing on normal or easy? And I was like, oh, I was on normal. I should go try to play easy. And then I was like trying to leave free play and like I, it wouldn't let me leave. Like it kept not working. So I had to restart the game and then I got kicked out again and then I got mad and I think I took a break um, is what happened there. Oh, that's when I went to play more Resident Evil 2. And that's when I started having a real good time with Resident Evil 2. Um, but here is... Okay, you guys, if you've listened to the show for a while, you might be familiar with Cody's Corner of Rage. Okay, I spent some some serious time trying to come up with some fun alliteration for me, but I got nothing. So it's just Sam's Corner of Rage today. Um, I'm really mad about how this whole thing... Oh, Cody raised his hand. Sam's Sanctum of Rage. Come on, get your fucking shit together. That's like, but it's only like two letters and then there's that R in there. It just doesn't seem. Cody's Corner of Rage is still only two oh. letters and an R. Oh, I didn't so even catch that. Sanctum of Rage. Okay, Jesus. all right, guys, get ready. It's Sam's Sanctum of Rage. Um, so I was, I was real pissed about all this that's happening. Um, I'm pissed because they called this a VIP demo and it's behaving... You could say it's behaving like a beta. You could also say it's behaving like an alpha because there have been alphas in this world who have behaved like this. 
Um, so that's really frustrating. Like, I feel like I would be very much not as pissed off if they had just said it was a beta. Um, the fact that they say it's a demo says to me, this game is ready to go. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. The fact that they said a VIP makes me feel like, oh, this is going to be, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm special. I get to play. It's going to go well. Um, I, I don't feel like a VIP from this situation. I feel like a test dummy. And I feel like it's just, if they had just named it properly, I wouldn't be as mad. I also feel like you and I have been following Anthem pretty closely. And they had a closed alpha. And then now they're having this VIP demo but I don't feel that they had a beta. Like, I never heard about a beta. If they had advertised, hey, we're going to have a closed beta, sign up for it, we would have tried to get in that, and there wasn't one. And I feel like you should never skip the beta. In a, in a huge multiplayer online game, you should never skip your beta. Um, so I feel like they've gotten just a ton. People are pissed about this. People are trying to cancel their pre-orders. Uh, People are, they're getting raked over the coals on social media. And I have to say, like, the EA Help and Michael Gamble on Twitter have been so responsive and going out of their way to try to be helpful and to try to keep people updated on what's going on. And I feel like they're doing the best that they can with that, which is they're doing a really good job with it, uh, given the circumstances. So I'm glad that they're being so communicative about the issues. Uh, and that's how I found out to try the, the test code, uh, the friend code again today, this afternoon, because they posted an update for the day. They're like, here's an update on the issues and what's what are some possible solutions to help you out with some of these things. Um, so it's good that they're they're trying to make things better. But I feel like they just... They just didn't handle this the right way. You know, saying that it's a demo, it's it's ready for for public consumption when it's really not. Um, I think they've done damage to themselves and their sales at launch, possibly. Actually, I feel like it. a lot will depend on next weekend when they have the open day demo. We should say the VIP demo is just for people who have paid to pre-order the game. Um Next week or this coming weekend, when you listen to the podcast, it will be the open demo so anyone can download and play it. And I feel like that's going to be an important measurement for if it goes well, people are going to be like, all right, we're good to go. If it goes bad again, people are possibly not going to want to pick this up at launch when they otherwise might have. If it had been a clean demo, they would be probably much more likely Um because it's a really good game. We can. All right. Do you do you have any negative stuff you want to put in there, and then we can move on to like our positive uh, I just talk. To talk for brief seconds about what you yeah. just said. Okay. Uh, I do agree that they kind of shot themselves in the foot by calling this a demo. I think they got a little overconfident. They were like, "Yeah, this is a demo. Like, we're gonna show you guys how great this game is." And they didn't. The issue is the first time you launch anything, there's gonna be something fucking wrong. Had it not been the like login issues it could have been the 95 percent screen over and mm -hmm. over again um stuff like that so i feel like they did not allow themselves to test that and they really should have labeled this a beta not a demo they got a little overconfident there uh we'll say call cody the the anthem fanboy because that's what i am yeah. uh i think people are a little little too mad about the situation and like this is a team that's been working hard on this game for 
years. They are doing their best. They did not realize that when Anthem servers went online, that they would end up DDoSing EA servers, which would fuck up everything. Uh, things like that. Those are things you test in a beta, Cody, FYI. That's saying you test in a beta. Yes, I agree. Um, and like, I don't know. Like, I just, I do think like, people have this, as we just talked about, like, they're worrisome of EA, and so they take that out on Anthem. This is a Bioware game, and you're in it. People are worrisome of Bioware because of Andromeda. This is a different team from Bioware that's working on this game, and I feel like that kind of, like, I'm going to say something, mm-hmm. and I don't mean it as negatively as I mean it, Okay. but good God, video game gamers are fickle because like if we can't have everything at the drop of a hat we are we fucking some of us will just assault people like i feel so bad for my gamble because on twitter people are just like berating him and like it is awful that is not how you should react i get you want to play something that you paid for but good god take a step back and realize you don't want to be talked to like if i showed up at your work would you want to be berated like that like things like that like yeah, they shot themselves in the foot. They got a little overconfident. They should have been better, like, equipped for this. They should have, like, been like, hey, we need to, like, make sure everything's good. Things like that. They've kind of fixed some stuff. There's still some errors going on. The, the 95% screen stuff going on and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure. They haven't come out and said if they're extending the VIP demo a couple days. They've come out and said, like, if you played at all, if you tried even launching the VIP demo and you pre-ordered, you will get an extra vinyl for your javelins. And it's kind of cool looking. Um, so like, yeah, I also agreed that this open weekend is going to be big. Like they, hopefully they are better prepared. Like they are going to make sure everything's in order for this one. Cause if not, yeah, it's going to look extremely bad. That said, I'm still very fucking excited for this game. Uh, everything I played, I loved. Do you have a rebuttal to anything I said? Um, you seem like you do. No, just because just. It's just like it's it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, the other thing that happened with me uh, is once you hit, reach level 12, you can unlock a new javelin. And so we were playing. I hit level 12. I'm like, great. It says you've, you're going to be able to get this javelin. I go back to Fort Tarsus and it shows I'm level 11 again. And I'm like, okay, it's a glitch. That's fine. Uh, so I log in this morning. I'm like, let me just let me just get kicked over to level 12 again and so I can get this javelin, so I can talk about it for the show. Uh, so I go do this free play. It's like, hey, you hit level 12 again. Here, you can get this javelin. And I go back to Fort Tarsus, and I'm level 11 again. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm so frustrated that, like, I don't even want to play Anthem anymore right now because I'm just so mad at it. And, like, I can't take doing this one more time, hitting level 12, and then having it say, no, you're still level 11. Um, and it's just stuff like that. I mean, I, I feel so bad for the game that these things are happening and affecting people this way because it really is such a good game. Um, we've we've had a lot of fun playing it, and I just I hate that this is happening for it. I wish they'd had a, a smooth run. Um, but yeah. Let's just, I don't know, let's let's try to stick a pin in the negativity and let's talk about what we loved. Goddamn, this game's fucking beautiful. Like, whoo. It's gorgeous. Jesus. 
I know, like, uh, on the subreddit, there were a lot of people being like, man, this game looks like shit. And I'm like, what are you, what, what are you playing on? Like, nah, what? Yeah. Like, this looks great. It's gorgeous um, looking. I, I'm a big fan of the combat. Like, uh, I feel like the shooting feels really good. Like, uh, I haven't really found a gun where I'm like, I don't like the way this feels. Like, most of the guns, I'm like, these feel pretty good. Like, I found guns, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is, like, definitely what I want to play with. What about you? You got any guns you weren't oh, big fans of? No, here's the thing that I was thinking about. Because, like, I'm... I, f- I feel like the shooting's okay for me. It's not like I don't mm-hmm. love it. And I was trying to figure out because like, it seems like it's, it's got decent aim assist and like, it's like, okay, like I can hit stuff. I'm like, what is different? What am I missing here? And I think what I realized today is I love first person shooters the best. And so this is a third yeah. person and it's just always going to be different the way the, the shooting feels. And so I think that was why I was like, not quite clicking with it as much, uh, but it's still fun the way it is. Um, I, we both got sniper rifles that are amazing. These things. So oh, yeah. you, you have to hold down the trigger to charge it, but then it shoots like such a powerful bullet and it, it does some damage and it's fantastic. It has uh, very little uh, room in the clip that you get to save. Like you said, you can only have like five bullets at a time saved in it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it does some damage and it's really cool. Um, I've just otherwise I think I've just done the assault rifles and the light machine guns. And those were both really good. Um, I like so you've got two guns that you can switch between. Um, then you've got a, what's your L1? That's your you grenade. Get like, you oh, get okay. like two assault abilities and you get a support ability. Right. And so, so on the jet, on the Ranger, you get, uh, you can get a grenade, you can get like a, I think it's also all grenades. I think it's all grenades. Your, I think my L1 is always L1, a grenade. Yeah. Uh, on your R1, you can get like venom darts. You can get rocket launcher, uh, like a seeking like rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, you can get like a pulse blast or like a laser beam. Yeah. Um, like the I tried the beam and it's like Zarya's beam from Overwatch. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I don't care for this. <laughs> That's the one where you have to have like good aim. I'm like, no. So I switched back <laughs> to the um, the seeking missile. And so that one mm-hmm. is really good because it's it's like a little rocket launcher and it does a lot of damage. So I like that one. Um, and then you've got a melee where you kind of do this like jump slash attack. I haven't fully mastered the melee. I feel like I just don't always get my timing right on that. And also I keep hitting melee when I'm trying to switch guns. So. Yeah. Uh, that's why my biggest complaint about the... Uh, controls is that it took me like 30 minutes to figure out how to swap weapons because I was like, ah, triangle. Oh, that's my melee. Oh, let me press square. No, that's a reload. And I was like, what about, what about hold square? And I was like, Foom. I was like, okay, cool. So it just took me a little bit because like, there's not a tutorial. There is a tutorial in the beginning of the game. Obviously, they'll t- tell you that they started as a level 10. So I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's kind of it's 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 tough to like figure out what to put in your like demo area because um, yeah. like you know you could start at the beginning so you can teach people how to do stuff, but then they don't have the fun abilities. So like this starts at level ten and you've got like all your stuff unlocked and you're you're good to go. Uh, but it, but you kind of have to figure some stuff out on your own as far as your abilities. We played for a while and then 
you were like, oh yeah, here's my protective dome. And so like, you just, you do L1 and R1 at the same time and like, you can pop up this protective dome, kind of like, like the Titan dome in Destiny. Um, but you can shoot out of this one. So that one's, that's handy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, you're supposed to work together and do different things to get different combos, but I haven't been very good about that yet. I'm just trying to get through combat, but you've been doing a lot with the combos, right? Yeah, so like, um, I think what like kind of separates Anthem from other looter shooters is that like how important combos are. Like combos are how you're gonna get a lot of damage. It's how you're gonna like really work together as a team. So like, what I really wanted early on was to get a frost grenade so I could go with my seeking missile. So I could throw the frost grenade, freeze a bunch of stuff, and then shoot a rocket. And every javelin gets a different like bonus from combos. So for the ranger, which you start with in the demo, uh your combo like advantage is when you hit a combo you do massive burst damage that's gonna like whittle yes. everything down um so in the vip demo they gave us you could do three missions uh free play or you can do a stronghold um so we've done three missions together uh well we did two of them i we both yeah. did one by ourselves. uh we did a little bit of free play or did we get to do the free play or did we end up just not getting to do it Oh, Cody, I lost you. Hey, small technical glitch there. We're back. Um, so, we did the two of the three story missions together. Did we end up getting to do free play? I think after we turned off the stream, we ended up getting in, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We had some issues, but... Uh... Yeah, we could not get into a free play on stream for some reason. It was just not <laughs> happening. Um, and then you got off, and I went and tried out the Stronghold, which is like... The dungeon slash, let's equivalent it to a strike in Destiny. Um, and that was really cool. Uh, you're kind of going through and you're... These scars, which scars are an enemy type. Uh, we're bringing these eggs out of a cave. So you go into the cave and you're finding out where these eggs are coming from. Uh, and you fight a giant boss. There's a clip on my Twitter of uh, me hitting an 11k crit. Go check that out at Comic with Cody. Um... So yeah, I think a pretty good amount of stuff to do in this demo. Um, I think the missions were, you know, your standard missions, go collect stuff, go find somebody, defeat some enemies, you know, standard. I was I was disappointed because for some reason I believed that you would still be able to replay the missions after you'd completed them. But after we did them, we went back and they weren't showing up that we could do them. We could only do yeah. the free play stuff in that the, we hadn't done. In the actual game i believe we're going to be able to do that i guess for the demo they couldn't get it in um that's what she said uh (laughs) um so yeah like the game is beautiful like i like i spent like 20 minutes last night just flying around free play and checking everything out uh i think the world is amazing like there's so much life like every time you round a corner there's a new kind of like animal or creature enemy i was like this is just fucking cool like oh my gosh and the the, and, the animal life looks so cool. They're just yeah. like these alien creatures. Were like these that just like, like are so inventive and amazing. Yeah, there's like this like elephant looking thing that's got like giant armor plates on its back, and like it's, it's just very cool. Um. So yeah, I like the combat. I think it feels good. I like the combo system. Uh, I actually got to unlock another javelin. Sorry, Sam. Uh, so I picked the interceptor, which is the fast as fuck boy uh and he like i just zip around um 
I picked this one because I was like, I'm not sure if I want to play this one. I, I'm trying to figure out what javelin I'm going to main. Uh, I don't want to do Colossus or Storm because I feel like everyone wants to be Colossus or everyone wants to be Storm. I want one. I want to find my javelin and like. At first, I was like, "I'll be a ranger" because I feel like everyone's not going to pick a ranger because it's the one you start with, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Screw that one." Yeah. But then, like, I started playing around with this interceptor, Sam, and I'm like, I'm struggling here because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, so the perks of the interceptor is you have three jumps and three dashes. Normally, most of the classes have one jump. Uh, and then one dash, or some of them have two dashes or two jumps. Um, and then, like, the storm can hover for a long time. That's like, kind of its advantage. So, it took me a bit. I was like, I'm not getting three dashes. Like, where are these three dashes? Found out on PlayStation, you have to hold circle, and then you get to do the three dashes. Like, you have to do them consecutively. So, once I kind of mastered that, I was flanking enemies like crazy, and it was fun. Uh, and luckily, like very early on, I got a uh, cryo glaive, so I get to throw a glaive and it freezes enemies. Nice. So you heard me talk earlier about how the ranger's perk for combos is it does a lot of single thrust damage. If you hit a combo with the interceptor, which your melee is always a combo thing, so as long as you have some kind of status effect on it, you'll get a combo from it. Huh. So you get an aura around yourself. And any creature that comes near you inside this aura will get that status effect on it. So I throw a cryoglave, go hit something, combo perks, I have a frost aura around me. I get to run up to all these enemies and freeze them all, setting up combos for my friends. It's a ton of fun. <laughs> and then after like playing a couple, uh, like an hour or so of free play, I got a blue, I believe it's called Ghost Walk. And what it does is it shoots out a uh, spectral form of the interceptor and it'll shoot out in a straight line and the first enemy it hits, it'll deal damage to that one and it'll bounce to another enemy and it'll bounce to another enemy and it does some burst damage. And it's really cool looking. That Um, sounds awesome. Yeah. And you talked about that sniper. So that sniper is called the Devastator and I think it's like a kind of a, it's a rarish sniper I think you can get where you charge up. uh, And so... One of the support abilities for the Interceptor, you can either have a rallying cry, which cleanses all your allies of like status effects. So like let's say you're fighting an Ash Titan and you all get lit on fire. I do the rallying cry. Yeah. Nobody has fire on them. Or you can put a, I think it's called target beacon on an enemy. And when you do this, that enemy takes a set percentage of uh, bonus damage. I think it's 33% for everything because I, I had a common and I had a rare one. And every time it was 33%. So okay. I threw that on a boss. That's the clip you'll find on my Twitter. I threw that at the boss. Then I had that sniper. I charged oh, yeah. it up and I hit it in its crit spot. And I hit an 11k crit. And like I was like, ooh. And my the, the gears in my head started turning. I was like, I want to get like... Because there's a... The interceptor gets something called an acid bomb. Uh, and so instead of a cryoglave, I could have an acid bomb. Well, all the different elements have bonus effects. So like... Fire melts through shields really fast. Uh, frost uh, will eventually stun an enemy because like, it'll froze them in place. Acid makes things take more damage. So like, the gears start turning my head. I'm like, all right, well, target beacon, get acid bomb on them. They're taking a bunch of bonus damage, and then I got like a powerful sniper or a shotgun. Yeah. I just run in there, and I'm doing some damage. <laughs> and like, I'm so excited to do that. Like, it's going to be so cool. Um, so yeah, like just like kind of like being very agile, like flying across the screen and like sneaking up behind enemies, like it just we feels fun to me. About I'm the like, flying, the flying is like the we most important part, yeah. and it feels like so amazing when you're flying. Yeah. 
Um, Cody, you talked before we played how you wanted to just go jump off a, a high cliff, free fall, and then like activate your jets right when you get the bottom to do like a superhero thing. And I was like, that sounds yeah. fantastic, except when I do it, I'm just going to splat because I'm going to miss it. Um, but last night on our stream, we, we tried to do it. We're like, all right, let's do it. And we both hit it just right. And we, we yeah. soared up and it was so glorious. We, we looked amazing. We had a good time. Um, there's, there's just like really nothing that compares to flying around, uh, in a game. It feels great. Yeah. And like the cool thing about this, so you're flying and you will start overheating. So if you dive down like a steep dive, you'll help cool yourself also, if you can like go through a waterfall or like skim uh, a water on the on the ground, it'll help cool you. Um, oh, but oh, that was the other thing. So, and you can also fly underwater in your suits, which is really cool. It's so neat that you can just go just directly from flying in the air to going underwater, and it's just seamless and it feels great no matter where you're flying. So, it's I do hit the walls a lot. But I'm still oh, yeah. I'm working out the kinks. Hit walls, and I found it out last night because in that stronghold, uh, there's spider webs everywhere. Oh. Spider webs will one make you fall to the ground, and then you're stuck to the ground with the spider webs. And also, they overheat your jets for a very long time, so you kind of gotta <laughs> gotta walk it off. Um, that so sucks. I was like, great, yeah. <laughs> um, I think like this is just a small thing. I do hope. I can see in my head like there being an expansion where the underwater part because um, you can't do combat in underwater like, you just swim like you can't oh. put your gun on or anything okay. I could see like eventually like the shaper storm like fucks with the water and then like we go underwater and there's enemies we fight underwater and like how we gotta manage our like breathing and stuff like that like stuff and so like I'm excited for that I'm hoping they eventually do something with that because yeah. it would be cool um I'll say there are times when you go underwater in the stronghold and it's very jarring and you don't really know where to go because it's like very dark. So I hope oh. they can improve that aspect. Yeah. Um, like maybe just have a, a, the waypoint be better when you go underwater in places. Uh, but yeah, just yeah, everything like when we got to play the game, it felt great. There was nothing I really like, not a lot of like negative I could say from gameplay perspective, like... It took a while. It's like when you first hop in, normal did feel like a little hard. But like once I started getting gear and like I was running a level nineteen strong or level uh, hard stronghold earlier yeah. uh, until the game kicked me out, and like I felt like I was doing fine. Like I wasn't like dying really fast, and like this game is definitely like it's gonna take a little bit to get used to. But like once you get the groove of it, I do feel like you'll be able to like bump up the difficulty and like do better. And like as you work as a team, like. I think teammates are a very big aspect of this game. Like, if you can get some good teammates, you'll be good. Yes, good teammates, but also just teammates. Period. Um, when I That's when I first good. heard that like this game was going to have matchmaking for everything, I was like a little bit like, oh, I'm like I'm always going to have to play with people, but like, what if I want to just do it by myself? And you can still do it by yourself. You can set your mission to private, and you can go by yourself. Um, but like, it's really helpful that it has matchmaking and like every mm -hmm. mission you can okay. team up with people and go in there and have people with you even if like your friends aren't online because i yeah so i destiny i got this weird itch it doesn't matter i went back and played some destiny one just because um and like i got to the thing where i was like man 
these missions are really hard when you're playing by yourself and it would be great if it could just like put some random people with me to do this mission and that's exactly what anthem does like you always have the option to have people come with you so you, do, you never have to go alone and i think that's really great i'm actually really excited about that part of it now um i will say also like just inviting your friends and grouping up is really easy i know that like there have been other games where it's not been easy to group up with your friends and so it's really cool that it's just like pretty simple to do that um the some of the navigation stuff just like the menus is a little weird i had yeah. there's a lot of stuff i it took me a while to figure out and then like i had to have cody like very explicitly saying no go down go to the right hit this to get it and like explaining to me how to do stuff um but yeah there's th that was in the customization of your javelin and this was just the demo so it didn't have like everything but it had a lot of really cool stuff for how to customize your javelin and like it just has colors and textures that you can do but then they're also like like full kind of skin suit things like i got one that was naturally green because i was like i wanted something geek heart gamish so i got a green one but it, it had like this white skull on the helmet faceplate that looked badass so i was like yeah i want to rock that one um so there will be a lot of options that you can get stuff there and there are emotes that you can get so i got i bought a couple of those because you get like some free currency in the demo to test stuff out so there's like some little kind of fun dancey ones uh hopefully there will be more dancing ones in the future um but yeah it's, it's got a lot of neat customization options for for how you want it to look and then also like you were saying like how you want it to play as far as what weapons you take in like what kind of grenade what kind of special abilities what kind of support ability you want to take um, so it's pretty cool on, on like what you can do with that. And I like the idea that in this game, you're going to be able, you'll have different javelins, but they're all together on your same character. So like you can play the storm for a while and be like, oh, I want to switch and do some Colossus now for this one. And it's not like you have to have like a whole new character and a whole new storyline run to, to experience the different classes. It's cool that you can just switch on the fly. So nice yeah. um i think my biggest negative takeaway from gameplay has gotta be the movement in fort tarsus because you are slow as can be and you are so they put you so far from the forge all the time and it's so annoying to have to walk walk like a brisk not even a brisk job just just walking no we were talking about like, it's, like, it's like a mosey it's so slow oh yeah uh so yeah and apparently i heard a lot of people who were they do the ea game changers thing and they've been flown out to test the game uh that that's been a the, like one of the main things that's been complained about and apparently they're they're aware of it so hopefully when the game goes live well, after it. after the alpha, people complained about uh, not having like a social space where different players could meet up together yeah. before they go out on missions. And so they said, hey, we're implementing this. There'll be a space. It's not in the demo, but it'll be in the live launch. And so I was saying, hopefully they'll do the same thing with the movement, because really, I don't think it should be that hard to let you move faster as you're yeah. walking at Fort Tarsus. And I'm like, I guess I can understand maybe they want you to stop and like just 
notice where people are and go talk to people because I think talking to people in Fort Tarsus uh, will give you different contracts for things to go to do out yeah. in the world to get whatever rewards or, or XP uh, and so they want you to like go travel yeah, so that you pass by people and know to talk to them I don't know there's yeah because there's a little bit of that in the demo where like if you're walking some guy will be like oh hey how'd that contract go and you can actually talk to him and have like a dialogue yeah. with him and like choose different options so that's kind of cool but yeah, you can just let me fucking run. Like I don't want to, like, let or at least run. let me like I, hit the menu and select the forge from the menu and let me teleport there. Like something yeah. like that. Yeah, you shouldn't um, be so far away that you have to walk all this distance just to launch on a new mission because you have to do that every time you finish a mission, and that's gonna get old real fast. Um, yeah. I was going to say something else, but also the toilet's running again. I, I'm going to have to look into this fucker <laughs> um, situation. <laughs> so, another, you mentioned the kind of customization, the currency and stuff. So, there should be said that they oh. have kind of shown that there is going to be a weekly store where there's stuff that goes up after a set period of time. That'll change. There's going to be emotes, skins, different vinyls, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and... They haven't really shown what the prices will be, and so I know there's a lot of discussion about that, and people are worried they're going to do like the Fortnite thing, where like a skin will cost twenty dollars, and I I understand the kind of fear for that, but like a game has like they worked hard on this game, you know, sixty dollars isn't going to cover everything it took to make this game and to keep it going as a live service. So like, if you don't want these microtransactions just don't pay for them. Like, cause you're earning coin. Like we earned coin throughout. Like, like I think they started us with 300 coin and like, I've got oh, like, really? yeah, I've got like 350. So like, yeah. If like, no, a like vine... I had like 1900 coins or something. Oh, maybe I'm like off on the coins. I don't know. I feel like they gave us a lot of coins. I don't know they how, many, how quickly I earned more. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but like I feel like you're gonna you're gonna earn this currency no matter what. So like, if you don't like it, just don't support it. That's that's just how that practice should be. Like it's gonna be there. People who want to buy buy them are gonna buy them. Like I don't see the big deal about it. Um, it supports a company that I'm fond of, so maybe I'll pay for some. But I'm an, I'm an Anthem fanboy, so I I mean me? I don't know what I'll do. I don't like the idea of spending 20 bucks on a skin. Uh, but also, if we'll remember, uh, I spent $35 to buy a mount in Neverwinter. True. <laughs> and I don't regret True. that at all. I'd uh, I still love mean, that mount. I was telling you, the second they let me buy a, just a skull on my chest, I'm done. I, just, I don't care how much it is. I'm buying it. Like, fuck it. Um. <laughs> oh, wait. The other thing I wanted to say, I almost forgot. Um, so far, I really like uh, the interactions with the NPCs in Fort Tarsus and yeah. the ones that are like kind of story specific, but then also just like the ones that you talk to just because you want to. Uh, they have good personalities so far, and there's like a it's like a fun feeling to it they're like they're having fun with the yeah. game um so i'm looking forward to to seeing more of that um we didn't get very much of the story uh right now yeah with the, with the, i feel like with we the did some missions like, that we did i feel like we did some maybe some side stuff i don't feel like that was a main story thing at all yeah yeah but uh yeah. but i'm excited to to see more of the story because i think it will be good once we yeah. get into the main story so 
And I mean, we mm. I didn't see very many like big boss monsters, but the ones I saw looked pretty cool, and they were tough. So oh yeah, they're, they're yeah because we they work yeah. Was it part of a mission where we had to go fight three Ash Titans at one time, and like they yeah. were like the lesser Ash Titans, and I was like, this is rough. I don't like this. That that's the part you were talking about where we all kept catching on fire, and we needed that debuff yeah, thing that to like put that us cleanse. out because we were constantly on fire. It sucked. All right. So yeah, the Anthem demo had some issues, but I enjoyed the gameplay-wise when I got to play. Um, and so this week we're going to have a lot of gameplay going up. I've got some footage of a hard mission as the Interceptor. Uh, I got some footage from that Stronghold, and we have the Twitch stream that will be getting chopped up and put up there. Uh, so definitely be looking out for our YouTube channel. That's at uh, geekcardgames.com slash YouTube. Uh, Sam, I believe that's going to wrap it up. We have a very lengthy episode this week. Did you want to do just a quick uh, PSN recap, or do you want to skip that? I can do a quick one. Okay. Uh, so this week, uh, in in the U.S. anyway, PlayStation released the annual recap for what all you played, what all you were doing. It's just a fun little thing just to, to kind of see what you were doing throughout 2018. And we had some fun with it discussing stuff in our Discord. Um, so just real quick... So for mine, I had a total of 1,395 hours spent playing games, which I think is a fine, decent, like a normal person would maybe play that much. Like definitely not more than that. Someone who played more than that would be weirdo. Um, And my top three games of the year that I played the most of, number one was Destiny 2, which is not a surprise. I played 190 hours of Destiny 2. Number two, which I am so happy about, was my my true love, Rezogun. I apparently played 56 hours in that one as I was working towards that platinum. The fun fact about this one is, like, I started playing it in 2017. So that's just the 56 hours in 2018. So love me some Rezogun. I'm glad it made it on my list. Number three was a shocker for me, okay? It was Battlefield Five coming in at 49 hours. And I mean, I knew I liked me some Battlefield Five and had a good time with it. I had no idea I played that much of it. So yeah, those are my highlights. Cody, what are what are you gonna share with us? <laughs> so for my total hours played, I had three thousand two hundred forty-eight hours video games. Um, good God! Just say, I I I play I I do a video game podcast and I do my research. So <laughs> fuck off. Uh, I had 754 hours in Destiny 2. Um, no, what's funny is, because we were trying to get Cody's numbers on Discord, and I was like, no, wait, we should all guess how many hours he spent in Destiny 2, just for funsies. And, like, for I guessed, like, I think 2,200 hours, way off. So, yeah, right. you guys, I was like, I was like, geez, guys, I, I get to play Destiny a lot. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, had, 700 hours is a lot. <laughs> I had Monster Hunter World at 236 hours and then Fortnite at 200. Uh, and I was like, really? I played that much Fortnite? And I was like, no, I guess there was a period where like I didn't have anything else to play. So I just played Fortnite. Yeah. So, yeah, that surprised yeah. me for a minute. But then I was like, yeah, I guess he didn't used to play a lot of Fortnite. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. It's yeah, just fun me. to look back and see. Hey, it's fine. We love video games, so apparently I need to get on it and play a little bit more in 2019. I need to do some catch up because I've been slacking apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
that's going to wrap it up for this week, folks. We got a nice meaty podcast here. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, or a nice veggie filled podcast, too. I mean, it's not all about me. It's fine. Or, yeah, okay. Good, good point. Good point. Um, if you'd be so kind, you can leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, all that. You can follow our Twitter and Facebook at Geek Hard Games. You can follow our Twitch where we stream stuff, which we'll probably be streaming some future grind forgot the fucking name for a oh, second yeah. and probably some anthem demo next week uh when we get a we can get a full squad going hopefully uh so that's twitch.tv slash geekart games you can find our youtube channel where we'll have some uh anthem footage going up of uh com slash youtube you can join our discord channel where we're always talking about crazy things like how a man got bit by a spider so, on his penis um, again like again? That, was, that was the highlight of the article hi- title. It was like again. It happens um, again. Oh dear, I didn't. I didn't read it. I was like, nope, nope yeah. that's enough. So if you want to get in on that fun, you can go to geekcardgames.com/discord. Uh, if you want to buy our merch, you can find it at geekcardgames.com/shirts. We're gonna have a uh, Sam's Sanctum of Rage going up pretty soon. Um, <laughs> I believe that's everything. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Once again, thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cody. Sam, where can they find you? I'm also on Twitter at SKSUVAK. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Sam, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do-do-do-do-do. Call a beta a beta. Beta. <laughs>